Hello everyone and welcome to a new edition of the Essential Apple Show where we're all semi-back. Although we don't know where Matt is, again, this is a show where we cover the last 7 to 10 days in the world of Apple, Pokemon, Apple News, Pokemon, Apple Rumours, Pokemon and all things Pokemon. No, wait, all things Apple. Joining me this week is Mr. Barry Gentleman, and hopefully he's back from one of his many, many shindigs in parties in Canary Wharf. How is it going, Mr. Barry? It's very, very, very good, mate, but very hot. It, it, it's amazing that the, the amount of sweating you can do when you're sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> or waiting for the next invite for your last leaving do. Honestly, one more time. Oh, Barry, can you come in? Oh, we've got a slight problem. Is that eased up at all now, or are you finally picking up the marigolds? In, is it marigolds? The gardener's gloves and starting to do your vegetable plot. Oh, yeah, no, my, um, my remote access has officially been renounced, if that's the right word. Um, I, I no longer receive work emails on my phone. So I think I have been officially excommunicated. So um, the only time I get calls from my ex-work colleagues now is... There's a cold one with your name on it. Happy days. Yeah, Carl did that stunt on me this afternoon where he sent me a message saying, you in work? And then sent me a picture of blinking full pint. And speaking of Mr. Carl Madden, how is it with you, sir? Is BT all sorting itself out now? Is that their London village? BT? I have no idea. I'm on Virgin. Oh, yeah, true. VT have had like massive, massive downtime, which has been affecting us in work because it's been brilliant because we've just gone... Nope, BT's down, your internet's down, there's nothing we can do. Did you do. just unplug it? I'll look you cool anyway. Did you just unplug it from the wall? Is that what really happened, though? No, I wish. The, the London's Docklands have had many, many power um, outages, and that's been causing no end of issues. Apparently, even though I'm not down on the list of people supposing to have problems, uh, my internet's been down uh, for the last two days, and I haven't been at home, so that's been quite handy. And I only found this out because PlusNet have sent me an email saying... We're confirming your order. My order of what exactly? A working service? Anyway, how has it been for you, Carl? What have you been up to recently? No, nothing really, given uh, iOS 10 a spin on me iPad mini. That's about it, really. No Pokemon hunting? Um, No, see, I, I've got... I've got <laughs> if you want to get into it, I've got mixed feelings about Pokemon. I really have. Um, See, so when it all blew up the other, the other week, when like, it became big, I was um like I was watching all the stuff that gone in on in the news previously, like you know some of the terrible things that gone on in the news, and uh, I was all, all sort of in that mindset. And then I I put on I was on Facebook and I saw this crowd running, and it said Central Park chaos or something like this. And I thought, oh God, not and not something else, surely. And I clicked on it, and it turns out it's just a group of people running to get a Pokemon, a rare Pokemon somewhere in the middle of New York Central. Or Central Park, I mean. <clears throat> and I just, I thought, these people are crazy. These people are mad. They're absolutely doolally. But then, you know, I, I, I came out of that, <laughs> that fruge and, and I got back into my normal sta- uh, state. And I thought, ah, they're just having fun, aren't they, I suppose. And it just goes to prove that because they do, because people are willing to do stupid things like this, this is why the terrorists will never win. 
right? Because they're never going to stop people from doing this thing because we're basically just stupid people looking for a bit of fun in life. We don't want any other nonsense they're trying to preach to us. We don't want any of that. We want to chase around like stupid little digital cartoons around a park and bump into each other, apparently, and leave our cars running <laughs> and, and, and walk into people's private homes and try and catch stupid little creatures. I mean, I'm oh, too old for it, really. But Don't yeah. even get me started on the, the whole traffic situation. I was trying to come out of work today, and it was like everyone had taken leave of their senses. There were cars parked on the left, parked on the right, and it's like, how am I actually supposed to just get blinking home? And then I've had the stereotypical teenagers, head down, walking in the middle of the road. And then oh, on the beach, you get people that just come off the beach, come down the pebbles, and then they walk across the road with their heads in their phone. It's just like... Have you, all right, yes, it's addictive, but have you taken leave of your senses? I haven't seen anyone playing it in real life yet. I, I hear about it everywhere. I have yet to see, and I go for a walk around my park every night, you know, as part of my trying to keep fit, and I've seen no one playing it. Yeah, not one soul have I seen playing with it, like walking around with their phone out. Um, nothing. I've not seen anything. It's it's really weird. If you're a uh, if if you're got an entrepreneurial nature, I think this can be exploited because you could uh, let's say it's it's a warm day, you've got uh, you get yourself a big um, ice box full of uh, full of beer. You walk down to some reasonably populated park and just shout, "I've seen insert rare Pokemon name here." Wait for people to flock to your area and then go, why are you here, guys? Anyone mm-hmm. fancy a beer? This is true. You could do that. Um, apparently, you can do that anyway, because I've sort of been reading about it a little bit, and you can buy something called a lure, and that tracks, that brings Pokemon to your destination, wherever you are. And this is what apparently what like coffee shops and pubs and restaurants are doing, saying, "Why, you know, come and have a, a beer or a coffee or something, and while you're here, catch some pokemon i mean it's seriously weird i i i I think it's just going to be a passing fad but then you know i i thought facebook would be a passing fad as well so (laughs) but it's a passing fad that's generated an absolute metric butt ton of money for everyone involved and when you look at the game and it's buggy and the servers are crashed and the graphics aren't that great and the maps aren't that great you kind of think yeah the people that came up with this basically just took the best bits out of Google and a, if, oh, what was I heard the other day? Uh, they, they took the best parts out of a game that they already made and literally just rebranded it and reskinned it for Pokemon. So fair dues, but like, what was the, what was the figures? $3 billion since its release. And what was it? Well, no, two no. weeks old? Yeah, but they're saying it's free. It could, it could be just earning Apple alone 3 billion, uh, just on their 30%. So. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I mean, uh, they earn, God knows, gobloads of money off Farmville every time someone bought in-app purchases and stuff. I'm not sure what the in-app purchases are on Pokemon because um, I've, I've yet to play it. I looked, you know, the day came out, I loaded it, looked around me, caught one Pokemon. I went, oh, okay, delete. <laughs> and that was it. I've, I've just got on with my life. It's just not something um, that interests me. So, Cole and Carl, what level Pokemon hunter or trainer are you? I have no idea. I didn't know you could do levels. <laughs> but Barry, this has you written all over it. No, I, Pokemon is one of those things where I've I've never looked twice at it. Not not, and I don't mean just this iteration of it. I mean since since day one. I've obviously I've, you know because I've got 
got a, 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 a kid. I, I've, I've seen the cartoon. And I'm thinking, okay, so the, the cartoon is these guys find Pokemon and, and then they fight them and one of them wins and they all go, yay, and carry on walking. It's like, okay, right. Well, yeah, and they're, and they're going to obviously sell sell some sell some plastic off the off the back of this, which is uh, which is great for, like you say, for the toy companies and for the app makers and for the manufacturers of the uh, technology. But that for me, that, you know, one of the stories I read there seems to be the, also this. Now, all right, there's the common sense about not looking where you're going, but there's this seems to be a common sense failures on corporate level as well, where. I don't know if this, this is true or not, but I read somewhere that an an A and E department in some hospital allowed it allowed its location to be used as a place where you could heal your Pokemons, and then they they started putting signs up saying, um, you know, people w- without a valid reason to be in this A and E department shouldn't be here. So oh, don't <laughs> don't put a big sign up then. What are you doing? That's weird. There's been a, a, a few. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take too much from the media. To tell you the truth, there was a there was a story published the other day in one of the um, I, uh, one of the uh, usual suspects, and it was saying chaos on one of our motorways as people try and capture uh, you know another rare Pokemon. And it wasn't. It was pictures from a traffic jam that had happened earlier in the year where someone had like caused havoc because they first across the lanes and people were late getting there. To to, to uh, I think it was Manchester Airport or something, and they just regurgitated it and put the word Pokemon in it and made up a completely fabricated story. Class. This, this, this well, our media people, and you wonder why I don't trust them that much. <laughs> there he is, Grumpy Uncle Carl's back. Everyone, I'm not We've grumpy. I'm I'm just telling you, this is what happens sometimes. Um, if you I know, had the same board and I could play Step to Inside, there it would was be cranking out in the there's, background. There's stories not. From our press, granted, but there's stories in other press around the world claiming that people were being shot and stuff, that like someone was playing Pokemon or walking down the road and they got murdered. He was a gang member and he got caught up in a drive-by shooting and they're playing, oh, but he must have been playing Pokemon. That was why he was, it's crazy. It's crazy when like media are trying to use the word Pokemon because everybody's searching for it at the moment and Google Poke, the search term Pokemon is more popular than porn. Now, granted, I've not been online that much in the last few days, and that could be why. But <laughs> I, <laughs> the confessions are yeah. madden. But I'm just saying, it's it's one of those things you really got to watch. Some of these stories that are now popping up about Pokemon, and you know, because you're gonna, you, you've, we've had the good ones, we've had the massive, exciting ones, and now as the, at least the British press will often do, they'll spin it around, and now it'll be bad. Everything will be bad. Pokemon bad. Pokemon caused this to happen. Pokemon caused that to happen. And uh, because they probably haven't figured out a way to make money for themselves off it, <laughs> you'll probably start seeing negative stories come out about it pretty soon. Like how much people have been conned out of money or they've been mugged and, and, and all kind, kinds of stuff you watch. Well, you know what they'll say about these images that are coming up in the press. And we'll soon be in a situation where they go, images from for illustrative purposes only. That's mm. where we're heading to. If you can put anything on the internet with a shocking headline just to get a clickbait, and it seems it's gone into the printed press. But let's not it's, go... One, one good thing, though, is I'm quite happy. It's shown how popular augmented reality can be rather than virtual reality um because that other game that you was talking about was called ingress and that yeah, was a really it was really technical it was like you had to hack systems and go and it 
it wasn't that complicated, but it made it definitely made it sound complicated if you didn't know what some of these terms meant. Whereas the Pokemon Earth thing, throw a ball, catch the Pokemon, we go and have a fight somewhere. I'm not quite sure how that bit works, but but um, you know, this 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 augmented reality app has just come out of nowhere, and it's it's. <laughs> It's really caught the imagination. Now, the only problem is we're going to go out now probably get an influx of other uh, augmented reality games trying to base their, you know, their license, wherever they've got, on a similar thing. So I can imagine like a Star Wars one when the film comes out later in the year, a superhero one, you know, you have to go around looking for these things now to collect cards or, or, or some special. And, and I just... I just, I just know this is what's going to happen because everybody chases after the dollar, doesn't? Don't they? When they, if you're a developer and you see this thing just going like gangbusters, why wouldn't you? You'd want to jump on that horse and try and get a piece of that pie. Uh, probably rightly so. I just, you know, I just know that we're going to get loads of different licenses all doing the same kind of thing, and that will probably be the end of Pokemon because everybody will start to diversify out into other games, you know, and other licenses, and then it might go the way of the dodo. I mean, on the more positive side of this, I have it has been quite nice to see so many people out and you know congregating around areas where you think, oh, blimey, if I was to go there, I'd probably get mugged. But it's like coming out of work today, you know, there was old and new alike. Well, oh, blimey, I'm sounding old. You know, they, they, you know, there were like you know kids that have obviously just broken up for school and load of adults there, just or you know just chilling out and discussing all things Pokemon. In fact, I even had a game of cricket because of Pokemon the other day, because I was out there trying to find uh, a pigeon. Uh, I couldn't find it, by the way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, you're not getting away with that. Let's just wind that, but you was out there playing it. Uh, no, this is no, no, no. for uh, Barry, what did he say? I wasn't, I'm not going mad, I'm on Baz. What did he say? He, he it said was he, he was out there. for journalistic purposes. <laughs> In the being thorough, as I always am for this podcast, I have to know when? what the kids <laughs> are down with. I've got to try and start at some point. Don't don't blow the mystery of this seamlessly produced podcast wide open. Although I still can't get my same board to work. Ugh. Got mine Bazza, working. Are you a Pokemoner or Pokey trainer? <laughs> are you Pokey? You like pokey things? <laughs> no, no, I've 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 left it well alone, and that that is how it shall remain. And my uh, my lad hasn't got a phone yet. <laughs> so. Oh, but it works on the iPad as well, dude. All right, I'm gonna. I need to have a purge. <laughs> but what? What? If, if nothing else comes from this episode, Carl, I think I think you need to, rather than bandwagon, you need to patent the pie horse. The the, the what? You what? No. Well, you you said that you know people were gonna jump on that horse to get a bit of that pie. Oh, sorry. Yes. And I, I think the pie horse is should be the. Bandwagon replacement um, phrase. I like have that. You ne- have you never had a horse pie? <laughs> Not that I knew of. <laughs> well, at least we've got the show title now. and don't have to worry about us scanning through the rest of the show for that one. Nay. Boom, boom. <laughs> Moving on. Let's go on to... Come on, boy. Move on. <laughs> <sighs> Right, we'll go on. Oh, now I'm trying to not say move on. Oh, right, the next story. Giddy up, on come on. IOS t- oh. Sorry. Oh, hey-ho, we'll soon get over this one. No? 
Hello. No, yeah, that's fine. Well, I just, we don't. I didn't just keep saying, bringing, you know, pointing out my one. Oh, I get, oh, when you do a pun, when gets a titter, I do it, and I just get tumbleweed. Right, iOS ten. Carl, you've been using it. What's it like? It's so I'm trying. I'm, I'm running it on probably one of the most oldest pieces of hardware you can run it on, which is an old iPad Mini two, I believe. Um, and it is. I got to admit, it's slow on that at the moment because uh, they haven't. One of the last things they do is they. They they rev it up and they make sure all the processes are, are really tight and hopefully the final version will be much faster. But yeah, it's it's great. I mean, I've only I only know one other person on it at the moment, and that's Simon, the the guy you know Simon who edits our um, do, uh, stories when we put them on the site and stuff. And uh, we was going backwards forward on Messenger and playing with you know various Messenger uh, things like that, and that was all fun and groovy and. Uh, I can see when it comes out for all of us, that's going to be good fun to play with for a little while. And then it'll probably like die a death pretty quickly as we'll get, we all overuse it <laughs> and then it sort of languishes for a little while. But then slowly we'll find our own uh, reasons for using it again as as we share information and stuff like that. Um, my personal favourite I I like the new look at the news, um, how it sorts out all the news. Because I was a great, I used to love Zite. And then when Zite Flipboard bought, Zite and shut it down. I was most distressed, but fortunately, Apple News came along at the same time, and uh, I do, I do like that the way it sources all the various information. You just tell it what you want, and it eventually pulls down information that you might be interested in. I, I kind of like the um, the playlists now in Apple Music, which I've always been a fan of. Uh, it seems to source more more of them now to me now, but it's still just doing the same ones that were always there. So I'm hoping that come the launch, the official launch someone would have created some more playlists because um you know i've noticed a few new ones because i'm you know i like country mainly so i normally get all the country playlists and maybe that's not as popular in the uk as say dance music or pop music so maybe they get more updates than than the country ones but there's still a good selection on there every time like someone tours in the country and then we got a playlist for them so that's quite good uh i've used maps quite extensively i took it out in my van uh stuck it on the windscreen and that did that worked very well it's it did it never put me into any track it's hard to judge isn't it um mapping stuff because the ideal situation would be that three or four of us get together and we go from one place in london to another place in london one of us use google one of us use apple maps one of us use ways and one of us use i don't know tom tom or something and that's the only using the tube i will be at a distinct disadvantage as you well know yeah, but I'm, t- I'm talking in the car, like turn by turn instructions in the car. Um, and we, that's the only way you can really judge it. Everybody has to do the same thing at the same time. Otherwise, you know, y- you can never tell. Uh, one thing I've noticed on um, Apple Maps recently is remember in the old days I was complaining about how my local station wasn't part of transit. Now it is. So it now has now seemed to have expanded outside of the inner London um, quadrant, if you want. And it's now gone to the at least the borders. Um, for example, I was using it to get to Barry's place the other week and it told me exactly what time my train would be and what time I had to leave and all that. So it does actually work now rather than telling me to catch a bus into Tottenham Howe and then get on the train when the train stops like 400 yards from my house. So I'm glad. Have you not done, um, have you not done anything where you have your iPad, sorry, your iPhone running ways and then your iPad running maps to see what happens on the day? Well, no, because at some point I actually need to see out of my windscreen. You've got an iPad Pro. I'm surprised you haven't dash-mounted that. 
the law take a very like dim view if they cannot see that you can see the road. So you can't have anything on your windscreen anymore. It's a, a, apparently is a law. Most people ignore it though. They stick a big sat nav on the screen, and you're not meant to. They're meant to pull you over if they see that. But yeah, I, th- I think we got an opportunity here for uh, essential. Apple does Top Gear. Hmm. Mm. Exactly. Oh, Carlin, uh, Carlin, Mark was supposed to be going off and doing a Tesla, but. Uh. Seeing as Barry's got a lot more spare time. No, remember, the only reason we might be doing that is because Matt's got to book the, you know, the the hiring or the, the loaning of the car. Oh, so yes. I'm expecting this never to happen. <laughs> That's basically my default position on that one. At the end of the year, we'll have a count up of how many times Matt's gone, yeah, 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 we'll do it this week. <laughs> and then he no-shows, a bit like on the show, Matt. <laughs> He's probably off in a plane somewhere with a client, or so he says, now, if you Barry, if you sorry, go on, I was going to say a few. There's a few other things that might catch people out when they get the new update. Is there's no longer slide to unlock. You press the home button to unlock it. Yeah, uh, that will take that got me. That'll take a bit of while, you know, because we've been conditioned for seven years or whatever it is to uh, to do it a certain way, and so that you can guarantee we're going to get loads of people moaning about that. But once you um, once you do it, once you've done it a number of times, it's second nature. So. It's not that big a deal. I will admit, I've got it on my iPad Air 1, and I love my iPad Air 1. I really, I'm starting to get to the point where I want to upgrade it because I want to use a split view, and I can see now what I could do with it in a productivity sense. But having to press the home button and type in the passcode, Mm. oh, that just feels, oh, it feels so clunky. I mean, how did we ever cope before Touch ID? It's, uh, exactly. But um, it is one of those things like, well, quite a few people are going to have to get used to. But once it's on all the devices, it won't be such a, like a, a, a I was going to say a word, rude word there, not going to be such a mind issue because um, because you'll be doing it across everything and you'll relearn it quite quickly. Um, other things are, are like the um, the photos where it builds up a little movie for you based on, I mean, I've had a kind of hit and miss with that. The, the, they're obviously basing it on how Google Photos does it and Google Photos does it really well. And I'm just not sure, um, A, because my iPad mini is not that powerful, so it sort of chugs along and stutters and stuff. But um, it is adding adding new ones all the time. So uh, I just want to get it onto a more pa- one of my more powerful machines to see if it, um, if it works much better well, later on. Well, I've smashed it onto my iPad Air 1, and the first version was blisteringly fast. And I thought, oh, hang on, is it actually that much faster? Or had they just tweaked the animations to make it look like it was being a bit more responsive? And so far, touch wood, it's actually been really rather good. The only sort of bug that I had with it was if I was watching Twitch, the video stream would go blank and say this person is no longer broadcasting when quite clearly they uh, they were. The um, Have you tested the image recognition uh thing or no that's sorry that's just on the mac isn't it what am i on about the touch id just read that you can now set it so you know when you pick up your phone you got a notification you accidentally press the touch id button and then all of a sudden you've unlocked your phone and you've lost that notification if you go into settings and accessibility you can actually set up touch id so you have to physically press the home button for it to recognize touch id for it to unlock so i kind of like that idea mm. But you hopefully, once you upgrade, you won't necessarily have that issue anymore because as soon as it detects that you've picked it up, it will show you your home screen, your your you know your notes and notifications and things like that. Of course, you're still going to have the issue where 
once that happens and all your notifications start to appear on your notification screen, it, it is kind of a security risk because if you're sitting in a pub uh, and you just wander off to the toilet and you leave your phone on the table, of course, anyone can pick up their phone, see a notification, and because all the things in messages will make it active, they can actually respond. So you you will be able to disable that if you so wish or just take some, you know, take your phone with you. Stop leaving it around on the table. That would be the best bet because um, I'll certainly be doing that because I'm not leaving it in charge with Matt. So... <laughs> and don't put it in the top pocket no and when you when you bend over the flush by phone mm. <laughs> no i don't know why i'd be more worried about losing my losing my phone down in the toilet or the fact that i've got an, a device that uses radiation right next to me old ticker and that's what worries me it's like you see these people like clutching it and if, i mean if it's getting hot and you're holding it next to your head it can't do very much for you when it's next to your blinking most vital organ or there's, one of the most vital there's organs. been no scientific proof it does anything yet there's been no real scientific proof according to some that the world isn't rained that's a lovely conspiracy <laughs> you know, theory i've been reading part, upon you're not part of the flat earth society are you I've just been doing investigative journalism. You know you know me, and even that one's too far for me. <laughs> oh, God, that is a worry. Uh, what else is there? Oh, God, Christ. Uh, Barry, have you dabbled into the beaters, or has your corporatiness still infected your body and you won't use it until it's been officially signed off? So the, the only the, all the devices I've got, I, I use every day. So I, I, I don't want one of them to suddenly lock up and... and go the way of the pair so i i tend to as you say you, you use my my corporate approach once it's been fully ratified then and only then will i upgrade i wish we had someone like you in our work to like mention the word ratification documentation and user friendliness Funnily enough, I had yet another argument at work about that, and that didn't go too well. But anyway, this isn't about me. This is about Apple all in, all that sort of stuff. What else have we got in here? There's, uh, well, can we go through here? There's, you can close many tabs at once in Safari. Not quite sure how that stops you from, let's say, just closing all of the tabs, not just closing three at a time. Uh, you can now merge people in photos right within iOS. So if you're one of those people who likes to... Be a bit like Barry and keep everything way, way, way too organised for what is probably considered to be healthy. You can do that. Um, you've got per-person red receipts on messages. So you can turn it off for some, turn it on for others. Not quite sure why you'd want to do that. Because um, some people will say, oh, and I've got that message. And now you can say, oh, yes, you did. Yes, yeah, for everyone in work, it goes off. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. Never got your message. Oh, I was already left the home before I got it. What else have we got? Mail filtering and the mail style view. So now mail on the Mac is coming to iOS 10 in this sort of, well, the OS way where instead of seeing one message at a time, you get to see all of your messages in a thread, which thank God that's coming through because it's, I don't know. I've, I've got to say, since we've been using Slack or since anyone I can get has been using Slack, I just prefer that approach to emailing. So anyone, is anyone else sort of seen their email use decline with using Slack or has it always been much of a muchness how much you send now versus before? Um, no, when it comes to work, we got <laughs> our work is a very straight by job. A lot of people are probably the same is my boss will send me like um, an email, which will consist of like four words 
But then the rest of the email will be, please do not publish it, or please do not print this thing out if you don't need to, blah, blah, blah. And it'll put our logo. So he'll send me really diddly, tiny little emails. But because of all the other gubbins that he's put into our, our email, it, it, it becomes this huge <laughs> thing that I have to Oh, scroll the disclaimer through. at the bottom, which, yeah. is o- which is often bigger than the actual blinking yes. email itself. And it certainly is when he, because he doesn't do high car or anything or buy, and he's just like, literally the message and i really want to try and turn them all on to slack because it'll be so much better for the way they communicate than 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 email is currently but uh yeah i mean that's what i'd really like is an email client that can just realize like that's a load of old junk underneath now i can ignore that and just show this this line because this is this is the only line that's different from the previous one well, there and is a there is a thing, isn't there? In some email clients, if the if below the like the sign off, say when you go cheers, Mark, if there's something like four lines or five lines, like little dashes, mm. some email clients see that and then they strip down below that because they know that's your um, email signature. So it can be done. Yeah. Uh, it's just I don't see corporates putting in you know four dashes to say you know remove all of our corporate and let's face it has anyone ever in the world been prosecuted for sharing this out sort of sharing this information outside of his intended recipient i'm sure well I, I, hillary maybe <laughs> oh no she didn't get prosecuted <laughs> oh god but did, does your is your boss one of these one of the guys who puts his own message in there that's normally written in green as well which will be please don't print this email and save the world yeah, right, because that will help. Did you know it takes 27, uh, 27 tons of trees for one ream of A4 paper? That was a good one today. I what? Put, do you know how many bytes were wasted through sending this pointless blimmin' signature? <laughs> yeah, if you print this email, I will kill a kitten. <laughs> yeah, stop putting your signature on there or I will print this email. The world is in your hands. I like that. That's very good. And if you do print the email, the only reason it's so long is because of all the crappy stuff that they've stuck at the bottom of it. <laughs> you've got, yeah, you've got to, no, I've just thought of that. Yeah, you are right, because you just want to print off the bare, bare basics. But no, you've got to go for everything. And more invariably, they have colour logos. They don't think about that, do they? <laughs> oh, no, no, we've got to have a corporate synergistic branding. Yeah, so you've got your horrible blinking logo that looks gash and doesn't actually... And you represent anything in the real world, but it's all right. It's in color, so that's going to drain more out of my printer. So, what about the printers? <laughs> and you say I'm a bit of person. <laughs> well, not about what about the printers? You then got your electric. Then you've got to re- waste your time and resources on the blooming PR person, not PR person, the PA who's going to order it all. Then you've got your carbon footprint, and all because you out there, you use a color logo, and I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> Removing stock apps, that can also be done, but we don't know you're not really no. removing stock apps on iOS. You're pretty much just hiding the icon, which... Um, <laughs> which Craig, makes sense. Yeah, because it's all built in. It was something to do with, and sorry for the technical people out there who are listening. Do we have any technical listeners? It's to do with the way that iOS is signed and put down the pipeline, and if they were to remove core components and yes i know i'm making a very very big simplification of this then it basically wouldn't be as signed or the bundle wouldn't be how it's how it's meant to be when you upgrade the new ones i found just before we came on there will be a way to send things to icloud drive so no longer 
Do I have to use a workflow to go in the convoluted way of saving a docs or iCloud drive? I can just add it that way. But the one I really like, and this is a bit of a, pardon the pun, sleeper, is the bedtime and the alarms. Mm. Have you tried this, Carl? Yep, I have. Um, I go to my iPad and it tells me <laughs> about half past eight, it says go to bed spotty. Um yeah. You but, want uh, eight hours sleep? You got to go to sleep. Sunshine. Exactly, and it does. It, you know, when it does come out officially, I will be using that because it has a really nice, like, alarm to wake you off. It's very gentle and and, and slowly eases you out of you know, unless you've got I don't know klaxons set on it as your default um, alarm thing. But it just like Jack gradually amps up the volume, and it's always like tingling, like new age hippie type sounds. It's quite nice. I'm never waking up to remember ever again in my life. Yeah, you're right. The, the sounds are really nice, and they're a little bit longer as well. So you don't you don't end up listening to it just repeating over and over. And I thought, oh, this is quite nice. Then the problem was I stayed in bed a little bit longer than I should have done just to listen to it. And I think as well the uh, the touch for the snooze and the off have been reversed. But I couldn't quite remember that this morning when I woke up. I thought, oh, I mentioned that on the show. Uh, what else is there? Uh, yes, the other one as well, just coming back to Mail. Now, I know there's already a website out there that does this, but Mail is going to feature easy unsubscription from mailing lists. So what it looks like it's going to do, it will look at the email uh, just like it does when you've... Uh, would, if it sees a telephone number or a contact, it'll say, oh, looks like, it from, looks like it's from this person, but you'll be able to unsubscribe from mailing lists directly from the app. So, yes, I know you can go on and probably, you know, scroll down to the bottom and then click yeah, a link, yeah, yeah. and then you've got to click another link to say, now, why are you unsubscribing and blah, blah, blah. This this hasn't, like, this is active, obviously, on the iPad, my iPad at the moment. It doesn't always work. It doesn't always spot it. Uh, and on my iPad, on my, uh, another update came out today, like Public Beta 2 came out today. But um, every time I used it, it crashed the mail app. So, um, I've got to try this again now, um, later on, next time I get a, you know, a, 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 not junk, but not spam mail. What do they call it? It's not called spam. It's called it's called something else. It's ham, isn't it? When it's something you've sort of asked for. So it's not actually spam. It's ham because you kind oh, of want it. Yeah, you, you sort of want it, but you sort of <clears> don't. And you keep hanging it. Is that the same thing where you sort of keep subscribed to a mailing list because one day you might get something useful and mm. maybe you had something useful once. You go, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to that just in case. So I have. Um, I am going to start. I'm going to try it again later on after the show. Actually, I might try it during the show, except it's updating at the moment. But uh, yeah, I mean that'll be handy if it. I'm, I'm not sure what it's using to search to see if this there is an unsubscribe um, option in the email, but it, it did work. The only problem is every time I clicked it, it crashed mail. So hopefully, maybe I've people have had more success of it. But on my iPad Mini two, it did crash. Now the next feature, I I don't know how I feel about this one. Do you want to do this one about the messages effects, Carl? Because I'm sort of like, oh, messages. I love them. They're good fun. I mean, you know, if you overuse them, they're going to get old pretty quickly. But like I say, it's going to come out initially and everybody will use them and everybody will get bored of them. But then eventually they'll find they'll find a reason to exist. People will find a way to use them so they're personal to them. And, you know, and, and they'll just take off from there. And it also depends like on various apps how they're how they're implemented into the messenger uh, application or platform now 
Um, so it'll be interesting to see how, how it develops. But, you know, they had to do something. It was most boring messenger thing going at the moment you know with all the alternatives out there like facebook and snapchat and and slack and all these other things that you you know they people want to communicate in a sort of witty way most of the time most of the time not always but um it's it's nice to have the options there i mean they could not have done it you know because everybody else has has up their messenger game because the way they've implemented it they can now come on and say in the next iteration is this is secure and actually mean it is secure, not in the way that Google was saying it's secure, where it's only secure if you turn it on. It will be secure by default. And, uh, you know, everybody that I've heard in the security field seem to be agree with that, you know, uh, for intensive purposes. So, you know, maybe it will be their selling point. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if nefarious people who want to use... Um, <laughs> Um, well, maybe Barry can shed a bit of light to that in his corporate universe. Have you ever had to sort of deal with anything where oh, – how, how do I put this? Have you ever had to deal with anything with maybe messaging has been used for an inappropriate purpose? Have you had to do any packet sniffing or anything like that at all? Not, not from, really from the network side. We've, we've had instances where – so, for example, it, it used to be quite a big thing where if you left your – if you left your email um, unlocked, then before you knew it, you've asked out some girl on the on the, <laughs> on the trading floor. <laughs> but generally, you, you know, there were there were in-house messaging apps, and you know you there, there were some um, some controls there. So, but it, it was all recorded. It was all it was all logged. It was all filed away, and then. You know, I think it, it would normally take a complaint. Someone would say, "Well, look what they, they typed in. They typed this in Messenger, and it's outrageous." And blah blah blah. And then you know they would go back through the logs, and if you were, you know, chance side, they'd have you banged to rights because obviously, yeah, you know, we've had situation. We had, did have one situation where, you know, one one director sent an abusive email or an abusive message to another director. Um. Because he'd left his his machine unlocked, and in the end they had to go to CCTV and they saw the 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 employee who actually did it walk into the guy's office at that time for you know an appropriate length of time for him to type that message and then leave again. So, yeah, the uh, it, it can happen, but uh, the mess the message message is don't leave your machine unlocked. Oh, we have that in work. If you leave your machine unlocked, you get some bright spark. He does control alt up arrow on a Windows machine and everyone goes, oh, that's really funny because now what I'm going to do is remap those keys for you. Yeah, that's great. Then you have a go at me about my core logs. Do you think that with all this security and privacy that Apple are bringing in, again, this is coming from the corporate world, do you think this will have an impact on corporations' buying iPhones or are they going to want devices that they can get access to just because they might need to have access to because they don't trust their staff or, you know, have an have a appropriate security procedure or something? I, I, don't, I, I would I think it depends on the company. Like our company got Windows phones because they're cheap. That's it. End of story. <laughs> yes, that was all they looked at, the bottom line. What would it cost them? Windows is cheaper. 
all the managers and, and, and assistant managers got Windows phones. Done. No, I think it's going to be, um, as Carl said, it's, I think a lot of it is going to come down to how much money they want to spend. And then, you know, it, it depends on the size of the firm. So if you've got a, um, if you've got a smaller firm, they're not going to be writing bespoke apps for, you know, for, for in-house. So, you know, your, your messaging won't be, um, you know, won't, won't, you know, it, it will be recorded if, if you've got a, a bespoke app on there. But then a lot of the, t- a lot of the time, so if you've got a corporate build, uh, a corporate build machine, a corporate build um, phone, they're not going to let you install non, you know, apps that that hide or messaging apps that that do actually in, encrypt everything and and can never be looked at. So, like Carl said, it's going to depend on the firm and what, if any, potential reputational risk there might be if these messages got out into the public domain. So there. Yeah. Take that, you hackers and your insider traders and your b- corporate bankers. The, the, the bit I was going to actually what try the? and get to on the messages was the full screen. Happy New Year's. Mm-hmm. Apparently typing that is going to make your phone do lots of lovely, lovely background. You can tell I'm impressed with this. It's going to do things like if you do happy birthday, it'll show balloons on the screen. Happy New Year will show fireworks. Didn't say anything about Christmas, but you can't say happy Christmas these days. You've got to say happy festive period, which is... I kind of get that, but I'm just... Don't be one of those people. Well, happy well, happy holidays. No, no, no. Part? I mean, one of those people will say, oh, we're not allowed to say happy Christmas nowadays. Don't fall into that nonsense, for God's sake. I've just realised that we're talking about Christmas and what is it? It's not, it's, oh, we're just coming up to August. Blinking heck. Oh, let's move. I'll tell you what. Let's take a break here. Let's go over to John Nemo for the MyMac website and we'll go to Nemo's hardware store. And John's got something a little bit different this week. So, John, over to you. Graduations have come and gone. We're finished bopping at the high school hop for the summertime. And now, whoop-de-whoop-de-woo, living is easy. Couple of oddballs here, Nemo's Hardware Store. Company is called Daph, Daph, D-A-P-H, D-A-P-H dot com. Daph, Daph dot com slash swim hyphen goggles dot HTML. We will have the links on our show notes. They're $25 in the U.S. They're called the Giggly Goggles. If you've got kids, get them these goggles. They will not lose them. Their friends won't be allowed to borrow them. They won't leave them behind at the pool or the beach or the lake. Your kids will hang on to these goggles. They're neoprene instead of all that disgusting plastic and elastic and all that other stuff. They look great. They feel great. I had a local seven-year-old kid come over, jump in the pool with him, and he wouldn't even take him off for dinner or bedtime. He loves the giggly goggles. Check out the show notes for this episode to see all the different links for the adorable goggles. They're the best 25 bucks you'll spend for your kids. And believe me, you won't need to buy 10 or 20 pairs of goggles for your kids this summer because these are comfortable and they are adorable to look at. But while you're out camping or at the lake or on vacation or in a sleeping bag or in a tent or wearing your Scott E vest, whatever you're doing, 
your zippers are going to break. So we've got a solution for you at Nemo's Hardware Store. Fix and Zip. F-I-X-N-Z-I-P. Fixandzip.com. Has instructions. It's got videos. Tells you exactly what to get. Get a couple of different ones and your zippers will no longer be stuck and inoperative in the halfway mode. Click on purchase online. These are only $10 in the U.S. You can even get a three-pack for $25. They come in a bunch of different finishes, dark and silver, and you can even buy a three-pack. Even get some extra cord pulls and a storage bag. So buy three, get one free. Believe me, just like the goggles. If you've got kids, if you've got anything that you're going to take that's going to get stuck, where the zippers are going to get stuck, or your kids are going to leave their stuff behind, the fix and zip and the giggly goggles are a summer treat now that summertime is here. Back next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you, John, once again for the Nemo's Hardware Store. And of course, you'll find links to all of this and more on the EssentialApple.com website and in the show notes as well, you'll find our Amazon link where, and I know this says every week, and I'm going to keep saying it because you guys and girls out there keep using it by using our link, by anything that John said, or by anything at all from Amazon. And we get a very, very small kickback from whatever you purchase. It doesn't have to be what John said. As long as you've used our link, shop at Amazon, you're helping to support the show. And to all of you that have done, and I know you have done, I just want to say a huge thank you very much. So our next story then is, well, this one came out today where an iPhone bug allows hackers to steal passwords with just a text message. No. No? No. Okay, that would just... Moving on then. (laughs) (laughs) It's um, What they're doing is they found a way to inject code, well, some sort of code into TIFF files. So if someone sent you a TIFF file, it could could potentially get access to other parts of your system and, and execute, well, make the system crash, and then it can run like malicious code as, you know. And but it's it's very hard to do. It's not as common apparently as as well, this this particular article you put in anyway says. But uh, it has been patched. They have known about it for some time. They did it's been patched today. This is why they're suggesting you update um all, all your iOS devices and things like that. It's not it's one of those scare stories. It is it's quite a nasty one, but the patch is there now, so you can fix it. So, Carl, would you say this is pretty much a, a non-story then? It's just what another no, weird thing. It's not a non-story. I mean, you should always be made aware when these vulnerabilities exist. I'm just saying the way it, again, on certain articles, the way it's reported is very bombastic and uh, attention-grabbing. And the fact is, they fixed it now. I mean, yes, someone could send you a tiff and they could... <laughs> maybe do something malicious to you chances are people won't know but you know there is it doesn't go into exact details um you know about how how it's actually implemented it's, it, it, po- it points uh, a vulnerability somewhat similar to the nature of an android stage fright floor um but which affected one one billion smartphones of, 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 uh, apparently but so uh, anyway yeah, that story this was discovered by quite quickly didn't it? it's like oh massive worldwide problem for android and the next week, nothing. Because, you know, they do. They fall out of favor. Unless unless they're um, zero-day exploits that people can't do anything about, then, you know, that's that's the nature of them. But, you know, the update is out now. If you look at your update and say, well, should I do it, shouldn't I do it? 
do it because um, it's one of those updates that fixes a load of vulnerabilities. Uh, it, strange enough, this one was uh, discovered by uh, Cisco people. Baz, you know, you had lots of dealing with Cisco's when you Cisco when you was at um, Barclays. But um, yeah. yeah, but how how um, how widely was this reported? I mean, I know you know. So the 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 article we've got a link there to is, is Apple News. But I suppose it's a Telegraph. Is, oh, is it, Telegraph. Is it, okay, so I suppose that yeah, the risk is that um, yeah, as soon as as soon as the story is reported once, then all, all other media media outlets are going to jump yeah. on the pie horse. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> God, he's been saving that one. I mean, it's more your Macs are more um, more vulnerable to this than the iPhone because of the way iPhone separates all all the apps from each other, like you know, puts them in sandboxing conditions. But the Mac's more open to uh, being exploited. And the, but the update is out now. If you want, if you really should go and do the update, unless you've got some very good reason not to do it. But do a bit of research and, and weigh up the you know pros and cons for your yourself, but I would suggest grab yeah. that update if you can. It's basically if you jailbreak, don't update, but just be careful of who you're opening messages if from. You're, if you're jailbreaking your device, then that's it. All bets are off. They can no, you can no longer guarantee that phone is secure or as secure as Apple can make it. You might you might think you can make it much more secure, but okay. But if it goes wrong, that's up to you. I I, I don't. Back in the day, I jailbroke my iPhone because I didn't want to be on O2. I wanted to be on, it was Vodafone back then. And that was, that was the only reason. And as soon as um, Apple started going out to other carriers, I stopped jailbreaking because, you know, I'm, I could have put, what is it, Cydia Cydia on there? You know, the yeah. thing that allows you to put pirated software. But come on, why am I, why am I pirating software that's 99p most of the time? It's, oh, it's no, pointless. no, it's not all about that. It's all about the tweaks and having the freedom to make the operating yes, system but I've, you own. I've never seen, I've never seen someone who's jailbroken their phone and and redone the UI in something that looks any good. It, they always look terrible. They always look far too busy. Uh, I know it's a personal choice. It's just whenever I see them, I go, "Oh my god!" It's like <laughs> they sort of like make me itch a little bit because they've got so many distractions going on on that screen. What do you mean you don't like the Star Trek L cars interface? Because that works so well on a on a mobile device. If that's what you're into, great. You know, whatever floats your boat. But I, I just it's not, it's just not for me. Like I say, I had one my personal reasons for jailbreaking the device was so I could get it on the Vodafone network, and that was it. Once that was allowed, I don't need to jailbreak it anymore. I don't, you know, I'm quite happy with the way the default apps are, and I'm quite happy. I was quite happy how iOS seven looked. I didn't think it was all looked like candy and candy crush or anything like that. I quite enjoyed it. But uh, each to their own, and I'm just saying, if you jailbreak your phone, you're perfectly entitled to. It's your phone. Um, just don't, you know, don't expect, don't come crying back to us or anyone else when, when, like, hackers get hold of it. It's just crazy. And the same on Android as well. If you're if you're putting unsigned code on Android, you, you know, as long as you stay within Google's little realm, just like Apple's, you're perfectly made, you know, most of the time you're perfectly safe. I know you've got to give permissions on Android and things like this, but you can revoke them as far as I'm aware. But, you know, if you go out and go off to territory, so to speak, and you start downloading code and apps from people you don't necessarily know, um, sideloading them, you know, then, uh, you know, you, you never know if you've been compromised and you never will. The best 
the best way to compromise someone's phone is not to actually allow them to know that they've been compromised. That way they just carry on using it, you know, as is. If you've got something that pops up and, and says, you can no longer use this phone unless you pay X amount in Bitcoin, for example, that's, that's a quick way to grab a buck maybe or a bit. But, um, but, you know, if you're trying to steal data from that phone, then you try and hide and you, you stay there for as long as possible, grabbing passwords and God knows what else. That is, yeah, that's absolutely scary. <clears throat> that is an absolutely terrifying, <laughs> that's a terrifying, um, well, a hack, I don't know what you called it. Um, that's a nasty one, that is. I'm glad I don't have to do PC repairs anymore, I know that. Oh, the, we in work, we've seen so many companies, and, so, and some of these companies have an absolutely huge turnover. And the amount of companies we've seen in the last two weeks get hit by CryptoLocker, and then don't have a backup has been absolutely obscene. Absolutely obscene. Honestly, it's scary about the amount of damage it does, because once you've got CryptoLocker, unless you stump up, that's it. You're screwed. And I know there is a public key, but it's turned now into a thing where there's a, there's so many variants out there, and there's actually some versions of CryptoLocker where you pay the Bitcoin, and it does nothing. You've paid, and that's it. So that What's ransomware for you? There's no guarantee. I mean, <laughs> they're not gentlemen at the other side. No offense, gentlemen, Barry. But um, <laughs> they're not gentlemen at the other end. They're, they're crooks. You know, that's what they've done to you. So if you pay them, there's no guarantee that you'll get your data back. Well, speaking of slightly crooked dealings and insider knowledge, a prominent <clears throat> gadget leaker says Apple will only release two new iPhones this year, not three. And this comes from those lovely, lovely people up Business Insider. And Carol, you put a lovely, lovely comment in the bottom of this saying, hang on, the iPhone SE was already released this year. So if we get two yeah, so new iPhones one. coming up, uh, does three. that make three? Yeah. It says here we're going to have, it's just loading up now, the iPhone 7, the iPhone 7 Plus, and the iPhone 7 Pro. The, the Pro, <laughs> oh, blimey, it's going to get complicated, has two cameras. The 7 Plus... One which is slightly bigger than the iPhone 7. The no news yet, or has it been confirmed? Has it not been confirmed? Who really knows if there's actually going to be a headphone port? Because, funnily enough, the picture that we're looking at, and it'll be in the show notes, honestly, this time, they, they don't show anything about the headphone <laughs> jack. Oh, that reminds me. Um, just That's a story I missed out. There's a new thing in iOS 10, and I know that I'm not going to be testing this out, where if you plug a cable in and it's damp, moist, or wet... It will come mm -hmm. up with an alert letting you know that your iPhone is slightly moist on the inside. Yes, apparently. Apparently so. so and says, good. please unplug it to protect it. So then, so... But why Why are you doing that? I mean, what are you doing? Like licking the cables just so you can thread it through the little power jack, the jack or something. It's not a piece of thread. <laughs> There's been... Uh, I've dropped cables into water before and I've dried them off and made sure... you're an idiot. Oh, that goes without <laughs> saying Jesus. Next up, more obvious How, news. Wait, you're not meant to fish with them. No, it was. I was having a drink. I got a bit confused. I turned around and somehow from my desk it ended up in my pint. I don't know how these things from happen. From your desk? Where, where's your pint? On the floor? No, on my desk. 
but if the cable's on your desk, the pint is higher than the desk. So how would that jump up and go into the drink? I think what I might have done is had my phone on charge, picked it up, had a drink, put my phone on my drink down, then unplugged the cable, turned away from my drinking style situation, and then the cable went plop into my pint. Right. So, okay, if you can ever... <laughs> Re- redo that situation you'll be covered now well future. exactly so kudos to apple coming out for the fringe market you know these things happen it's a problem dropping your lightning cable into a pint well it's around you apparently oh mind you i gotta buy a new blinking lightning cable because the one that i've that one that's been working absolutely fine all of a sudden it started coming up saying this cable is not certified bloody 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 oh uh, anyways, where are we going next on this one? Any more any more thoughts on that? Do we really want to see four iPhones in a year release? Are we going to count the iPhone it SE as a release? I, 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 let's just wait and see. It's only a few months away. Who cares? I mean... Well, it's all about the iPhone you know, 8, picture. though, isn't it? No, it's the yeah, iPhone 8, <laughs> OLED, no, curved yeah. screen, because curved screens were so Now, loud. the reason that's getting so much thing is because the year after will be the 10th anniversary of the iPhone. That's why that's getting so much play. They're thinking, they're trying to uh, drum up this thing that Apple will must, for the 10th anniversary, release the massive update, and it will all be all singing, all dancing. So they're just basically laying their groundwork now. So they can say... <laughs> Next year, oh, they're not innovating. <laughs> doing Apple anything. are doomed. I just had a look at the share yeah. price. Actually, the share but, price has been in a bit of a, an all-time high in the last couple of months as well. Funny enough. Well, it, it goes up and down all the time, doesn't it? It depends. What it just—it's just one of those things. It doesn't matter on on the day unless you're invested in Apple. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it goes. It's not going to plummet out of nowhere unless something massively untoward happens. But, uh, you know, eventually we will get uh, a new iPhone in a few months' time, and, you know, it either will or it won't have the, the jack at the bottom, and it either will or it either won't have a, the, the, the best version, have a, a, a super-duper camera. And let's just wait and see. Let's, you know, it's, these things have got to be in production now, so maybe we'll, we'll, we will start to see parts leak out. But I don't know if you I, know, a lot of these. I, I don't know if I want to admit this, but there was a set of Samsung headphones which were wireless. And they're wireless earbuds, so they're not as bad as the Lieutenant Nahira style, you know, Jabra ones I used to have, where they stick like half an inch out of your ear. These actually placed nicely inside the ear. And they looked really, really nice. If Apple can do something like that and copy Samsung for once, I'd be all up for a decent set of wires. <laughs> for once? <laughs> okay. Well, I say, wait and see. Who knows? Who knows? It's pointless. I mean, you know, these guys who are smuggling these things off production lines, they're also getting, hopefully, hopefully getting money well, yeah, for you risking it. would have thought that someone by now would still, have smuggled off headphones off the production lines, surely. It's still a crim- But why is it then, when they get these things, that they're such, firstly, such poor quality images normally, uh, no matter what phone you've got nowadays, it can do a pretty good image. Um, they're always, you know, every single decent smartphone now has got video on it. Some of them have shown video, but most of them don't. I mean, just turn the thing around and, talk about it and and shoot it i mean i don't know unless they're doing it in the bathroom or something uh, on a quick shifty break but well just let's just let's wait let's just wait until september or well, funnily when enough, we'll know for sure there's a website called nowhereelse.fr and they had a major major breaking story they said this you know, reputable site you know broke this news about something to do with the iphone 
And I looked back in my blogging history, and this is the same site that had a mock-up. Sorry, they had apparently a live image from uh, Apple Town Hall about iOS 7 or iOS 8, and it looked nothing like it. And I, I was mm. just as guilty as everyone but, else of publishing that, though. That's a big But it doesn't, it doesn't... Look, this it's just clickbait. No one knows for sure yet. Uh, unless they find it in a bar, you know, like where it did with the iPhone 4. No one knows for sure, but every single time you see one of these leaked photographs of, or, you know, supposedly videos and stuff, people will click to have a look, and that's revenue for the site. So either don't support it by clicking and stop falling for it, or just look at it and go, oh, yeah, right, and just move on. Yeah, the Telegraph, Telegraph reports that uh, they found um, nuclear launch codes, but they also found an iPhone 7. <laughs> I know what I'm clicking on. <laughs> he doesn't say much, but when he when he wakes up and he's like, "Oh, I'm on a, I'm on a podcast," he's there and he's on the oh, ball. It was there, was a bit harsh, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought well, that's I, a compliment. I didn't, I didn't want to get involved. You, you two seem to be seem to be bouncing off each other quite well. Hmm. So I thought I'll I'll, I'll wait. I'll sit. Was, I'll it was sit a back. testament to your comedic timing, sir. <laughs> Barry's my watchdog. You know. Barry's my watchdog. We went out to our Chelsea Beer Festival not so a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, and I, I I had a bit too much to drink and and there was a member of our party who I don't know that particularly well but he doesn't know who I am either and of course he got me onto certain subjects and it was only due to Barry it was you know I was going off and like getting things wrong because I'm drunk obviously so but the thing <laughs> the thing is at one point Barry just went Carl calm down <laughs> that was it that was all <laughs> I needed to bring me back to reality you should have done it, it earlier. Was- it was so funny. Honestly, it was great. But both coming up with valid points, you know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. The the Yeti is an interesting proposition, <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, we didn't talk about the Yeti. We didn't. No, it was it was the Yeti versus Loch Ness. What's more plausible? What? Oh, I'm I'm going with I'm going with the Yeti. <laughs> uh, well, we haven't covered the main story of the week, gentlemen, and I should have opened the show with this. Um, T Swift versus um, oh, what's her name? What Kim West is it? I don't know. What I was trying to be are cool. you talking Let's about? We don't read Taylor heat. Swift versus Kim Kardashian in that bloke who goes uh a lot. Jay no, that's the wrong guy. Let's move on, shall we? I seriously I have st- no clue what you're talking about. No. It's the thing about reading- Taylor Swift and Kanye West. I know West. she is. I know who he is, but what's that? What? What? So you know about Pokemon Go, but you don't know about the whole Kim and Kanye thing? No. Tehran. Oh, God. It's like, oh. Right. Tehran threatens to ban iPhones unless Apple officially registers in Iran. Sticking with iPhone news, based under Iran's anti-smuggling laws, Iran has started a project to ban smuggled mobile phones. <laughs> the scheme, which will, which will start later this week, will require all mobile devices to be registered with Iran's telecommunications database. Any that are not will not be able to be used, and this they could great. very well kick Apple out of Iran. No, they're not in Iran. It, it wasn't until recently. Were, in- no, I know exactly what they're saying to Apple. It's not fair that all your devices are being smuggled into our country. Stop it. 
that's basically what they're saying. Um, Apple are not until recently haven't been allowed to open anything in Iran because they were banned. It was like a law in the states where it was banned, and ever since the America have done that nuclear treaty thing, where you can now American companies can now start to open up uh, businesses in Iran. Um, Apple have tried to get in touch with a few companies to see if they can do something where they can supply the phone legally in Iran so people can can start to buy it. What the people what this story relates to is is the government's the government is saying if you've got an illegal Apple device, we're gonna confiscate it off you. And they're saying to Apple, unless you come in here officially. Well, Apple is trying to get in there officially, but they got like you know they can't at the moment because they can't sign the deals and stuff like that. So they're saying, okay, fine. All this, all the iPhones that have been smuggled illegally into this country, we're going to confiscate. And Apple should turn around and go, turn around and go, all right. Now do with them. They didn't get paid by Iran. They got paid. Someone bought them in a legitimate country, then smuggled them into Iran, and then sold it. It's not as if Apple employees are smuggling them across the the borders or anything like that. It, it's smugglers doing it. And but <laughs> it's such a weird story. Well, it's good news if you go into Google for smuggling iPhones at your bottom. There are no searches on that, but there are plenty of stories. <laughs> what? Someone has to do the investigative journalism. I'm just wondering about the. You know, I tell you what, the last place I want to get the last place I want to get searched there is maybe Iran. So, could you imagine if you got an auto FaceTime with one of them up your jack seat? That's um, it's 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 not good. Anyway, so that's what they're saying. They're basically going to say if you've got an iPhone, that means it's an illegal in this country because Apple are not in our country. We're going to confiscate it. So good luck with that. They've only got to round up a few uh, 40 million, apparently, uh, and then they've got them all. Bloody heck, 40 million? That's a lot, It's worse than Pokemon. Oh, no, sorry, 40 million, gonna... 40 million smartphone users in there and including millions of iPhone users. There you go. Yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> did... That's worse than an episode of Pokemon. I, I do like the, 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 um, the part that says, uh, it, it said that the, the project has received the cooperation of mobile operators, customs, and the union of mobile phone sellers. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Mm, yes. Are you not going to... Oh, co- you've had your... <laughs> are you not going to cooperate? <laughs> well, not only that. Oh, yes. Confiscate that phone. Oh, do you want to buy a phone? Oh, it's awesome. Confiscate our phone, but you're still going to pay your two-year subsidy. You're not oh, getting out of that contract just because you put an iPhone up your bum. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear! Oh well, it's it's it, there. You go. So they are trying to open, like just like in India and all these other places, they're allowed to trade. They're trying to open up some sort of business treaty or agreement with them and stuff. But it's all going through the the gubbins at the moment. So this is only going to affect illegal smuggled iPhones. There you go. Do you guys want to tackle the next two? We got time. We've got two uh, stories here about Apple Music and Spotify. Do you guys want to rattle through them? Or well, there's, they're, they're actually not much. So, for example, Apple Music um, has in the past, whenever it's matched, it's been mainly matching from metadata, which has allowed, which was the reason why if you had a live album, but you'd had it signed in as, say, I don't know, Bon Jovi Living on a Prayer, but it's live. It will just match it up and say, oh, Bon Jovi living on a prayer. There's the album from Slippery When Wet. There's the track. And it will replace your live thing. But now they're switching to um, the same way iTunes Match does it, where they take a digital fingerprint of the music, and then that way they can match it much more accurately. So that should stop 
a lot of those issues that Apple Music was having originally where it was matching the wrong thing because it was based on mainly on metadata rather than the digital fingerprint of the music. And, and the other one is um, it's, come up, it's come up from the Senate in the UK, uh, sorry, USA, that the, um, what do I call them? <laughs> what do, uh, the, uh, um, not, not copyright stuff, what's it called? Uh, the royalties, the royalties of, of, of coming up. So they're, they're due to kick, new royalty laws and, and rulings are, are due to kick in in 2018. So basically, the Copyright Royalty Board, which is commission of three judges appointed by the Librarian of Congress. See, I wasn't reading that at all, right? They have um, put out feelers to various companies who have a, a you know a stake in this game to how they would like it to be interpreted, you know how they think these rules should be applied in the modern age. And of course, they have asked like Spotify and Google and uh, a load of other companies who who have a, a piece of this pie. Uh, but, of course, the story only focuses on what Apple has, has said. And Apple is basically saying they, they should create um, a system where um, after 300 tracks, is it? I'm trying to desperately... 100, oh, 100, 100 plays. 100 plays. Yeah. 100 plays yeah. The company should pay 9.1 cents for every 100 plays. Uh, basically, so what they're saying is that if they do that, if they take that on board, they don't have to. If they do take that on board, though, that will basically wipe out Spotify's ability to offer a free service because they just will not be able to compete on, on, on the cost. But, you know, it goes on to point out much lower down in the story. However, Spotify also has their say. None of the other people have been made public. It was just the Apple bid that was um, the Apple proposal, sorry, that was made public. And of course, <laughs> the internet goes mad or wild or whatever. But uh, you know, and, and ironically though, this that ruling would not affect Apple because Apple already pay more than that. So you know, well, Apple so actually some- trying to do something for the for <clears throat> the good because, as you said, they're paying more. So they're just trying to get well, everyone on a levelish playing field. Well, it depends what side you're on. So if you're, if you're an artist, yeah, it probably is for good. If you're a person who's getting free music just by having to listen to a few adverts, you're not necessarily going to like that move. So, you know, but then Apple hasn't got to, um, Apple have only got to play their own game. They haven't got to worry about other people's, you know, competitions, businesses. They just have to focus on their own. And that's business in this day and age. You know, they, you know, they don't have to throw a bone to anyone. That's it. Sounds harsh, but that's business. I mean, <laughs> you know, watch The Godfather. If you don't understand, Are you saying Tim Cook's going to make them an offer they can't refuse? <laughs> Apparently so. Yes. <laughs> if they don't do it, they'll be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> I think that covers all of our store, uh, all of our stories this week. That is, we've coming in almost under an hour, so we can go straight into worth a chip. You've got nothing in the worth a chip section this week, so it's over to you first. Have you got anything for us? Yes, I have. Um, and uh, yeah, in, in the show notes are slightly misleading, but I'm I'm going to talk about micro machines on the uh, on, 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 a second. on the iPad. I'm smelling something here. What's <laughs> so? If, if anybody smelling something, are you the rock? I've got the eyebrow. I used to be able to do that, I used to, but I can only do one eyebrow, where The Rock could do two. I was always jealous of him for that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Micro-machines. 
So if anyone remembers this from uh, what, what, what was I can't remember what the original platform was it Xbox or was it PlayStation? This this first appeared. But it's I a, thought it was way back on Amiga, wasn't it? Yeah, it was even further back than that. I so, if it, so put people most poppy people will remember this as the the, the top down racing game where you raced across a breakfast table or you raced across uh, like a a floor or a pool table or 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 anything it was and it was a brilliant brilliant game and then you know we, we all moved on to to sort of different platforms and um and that was it. It, it 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 never appeared again until this week or last week and it's on the uh it's on the ipad and it's fantastic so it, it's um it's free to uh free to buy free to buy free to uh free to get hold of um and obviously you know you you'll get your and you you buy packs packs of parts and from these parts you will build your cars and once you complete a car you can use it in races or you can use it in um in battles or you can use it in elimination and um so I, I I downloaded it, played it for a little while, got a little bit addicted to it, and there are obviously there's in-app purchases. So for for, uh, for to, to improve your cars or buy bits for your cars, you get coins and you get gems. And um, and I, I was actually so impressed with the game that there there is a VIP option. So for two pound twenty nine, you can become a VIP for seven days. So I gave them my two pound twenty nine. I got VIP, which gave me something like twenty five thousand coins and I think two hundred and fifty gems to you know buy parts for my cars and everything, which was great. So I, I started to um, get more cars more quickly. But then for every event you go through, for every coin uh, and points that you earn. You get a twenty percent increase for for VIP, which which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, and there are um, there's leagues as well. So you start off in the bronze league, and then if you're in the top three of your or the top, I think it might be the top twenty in your league at the end of the week, you get promoted to the silver league. And each, I think, silver, gold, platinum league has got three levels within there. So. Uh, I think I I went up to silver silver three wherever it was, and um, and then you join a group, and then that group um, can be up to fifty players, and then you can get you get club points, and over the course of the week you build up points to collect prizes at the end of the week for your club. All in all, and the, and the gameplay is really good as well. So I'm absolutely loving it. I've, I've given it a try, and I haven't got past the ice cream van or the burger van yet. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if I like the fact that you, when you before you go, so you can select your race, which is race, battle, or random, and then you've got to wait a few seconds before you actually go into the game for a timer to come down because you can spend coins on doubling up your prizes or uh, another random feature, and I. I don't know if I'm keen on that because it's like, I just want to get in. I just want to play the game. Don't make me have a blinking timer, but I suppose it's no different really to... It's um, But it, what it's doing in the background is it's starting to handshake with other players. 
So when it's, that's what you're doing because you're not playing a computer; you're playing other players. No, because it does that. No, because it does that the next bit, doesn't it? If you go into the game, I know, but it's also doing it before because it's just otherwise it, you'd be sitting there waiting for ages to do it because it's it's probably already doing it in the background. I understand what you're saying, but it, it does. It it's, it waits for you to pick something, or you could just tap somewhere and ignore. Yeah, and it. the worst thing is, there's no way to say just play the game. You've got to wait for that time, and I that's the bit I don't like. I can see why they've done it, and I can understand why they've done it. No problems no. with that whatsoever. No, I'll never know it. But at least give me an option to say no. I don't want to wait. Let me play now. I could have sworn that's what I did. I just tapped anywhere else, and I just went straight. Now I know, okay. I know the bit you're know. talking about. It's where you get to use your power-ups. So if you've got a power-up for double club points or double coins or something like that, it gives you the option to use one of them or the option to buy one for like 20, 20 gems or something. But that, that time is only about sort of four seconds. It only sort of goes down quite quickly. But then the next bit is while it's setting up, like Carl said, when it, while it's setting up, you know, the, the connections with the servers and you know, wait, waiting for the other pl- other players of your similar level to join, then that that's where it, you, know, you, you will be waiting, I'll say 10, 15 seconds before you actually get into a game. So that 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 is a minor drawback, but then you are playing, like, you know, you are playing other players live. And I've not noticed any lag yeah, when I'm playing Yeah, it's, it's the choose, choose your boost That's section really where you get the little timer and you can't do anything. You've just got to wait for it to go down. Yeah, okay, it's a few seconds, but it's... Um, I don't know. <laughs> it, it almost feels a bit too much of a play of, like, say, spend some money. Yeah, it's, it's a first world problem thing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It, def- it is. Definitely. Carl, have you got any worth yes. a chew up this week? Yes, I've got Scrivener. Scrivener has finally come out for iOS, and it is, it's pretty good, I've got to say. It's a bit pricey at £14.99. I'm not sure what the US price is. But uh, if you want to organize, if you're writing something long form, uh, and you, you need to organize all your notes and all your research into one place, it's fantastic for this. So, for example, if I start writing something for, for the website, I can pull all the research bits together, stick them in the Scrivener, then every every draft I work on, I'll also have access to that. It also sync across through Dropbox over to the the Mac version of Scrivener. Um, something I didn't realize to begin with, you have to update the app, the Mac version of Scrivener as well. Otherwise, it doesn't like the import from iOS. Um, I found that out the hard way because I was going, why won't it import? It's all gone wrong. And then I went, oh, there's, there's an update for Scrivener on Mac. Anyway, but... Uh, it's, and it's really good. It's got lots of functionality on there. Um, maybe a little bit too much functionality. It's quite intimidating when you first go through it and you watch the video and stuff. But just if you if you take it quite, if it's something you're interested in, if you want to do long-form writing, um, like if you're researching a book or you're trying to structure a book or a play or, or, or a script or something like that, it is absolutely fantastic for that. Like you can have sections for various characters, keep all their details in. Um, uh, if you're writing a script, <clears throat> it, it, it will help you format the proper way a script should be written like the exterior stuff the action stuff the names and all this stuff and it just allows you to concentrate on the actual writing part of the project and and it's it's really good it's a lot better on the ipad than it is on the iphone obviously because of space but um i'm looking forward to having a little play while on on my ipad pro as i'm out and about and and stuff like this i have i've got been sent a case recently the stm atlas case 
Um, and it's the first time I've actually got a, a case for iPad Pro that actually makes me feel quite safe taking it out into the real world, uh, just because of the way it feels and the way it securely holds the pad and the pencil inside there. So I might, I might have to, you know, maybe work on a script, go to Starbucks, set up, have a coffee, stay there for six hours, writing my masterpiece. Are you going to do of, a um, comedic sort of, oh, hi, hi, Carl, hi, Barry, how are you? And then Barry walks past you, you accidentally drop your iPad onto the floor in a really cheesy, scripted way of going, oh, no, how dare you? It's all gone wrong. That sort of script. What, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> it are. See, this is the problem when no one else inhabits my world. It all makes sense to me. You said you're going to go That's to Starbucks and write it. a script, and I'm thinking, yeah, oh, don't Mr. explain da, it. Da. <laughs> Blimey, he's changed. Do you not? Do you not get that? Do you not get that in 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 Wales? What Starbucks? Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's only about two and a half hours. Do you the not road. get? Do you, do you not get pretentious writers going into Starbucks no, and sitting see, there all day with their Macs? We're more of the hippie, sorry, hipster types that go to independent. Well, it's the same chains. thing. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, we're we're. But anyway, you get. You get that a lot down here in London. So, what? Uh, quick question on hipsters: What is your ratio of people who wear sandals in socks like where you live? Because I think what? that's one of the best things in the world. You've got a set of socks on, but you don't quite want to wear shoes. You want to have your, you know, your flip flops on. No, there's no socks with flip flops or sandals. That's that's not how it happens. And even if you have like boots or trainers on, you have to have those really tiny socks that just come across, just basically reach your ankle, and that's it. You can't have them pulled halfway up your leg or anything stupid. I swear to God, there was actually one guy in work who was wearing ripped jeans. The next day, in a completely different office in the building, there was a girl wearing, and I could sworn. They were pretty much the same damn things. The world's got too confusing. I know we've got gender fluidity, but sometimes it just confuses me, especially my little neck of the woods. My pick this week goes on from the Apple Store earlier on using fingerprint matching uh, or acoustics for your audio. So if you've got CDs that you've ripped or you've got audio from shall we say, other sources. And you want to make sure you've got the file name right, you've got the right artwork, you've got all the album information, the artist information, and fill out all of those fields that you're probably never going to look at, but you know you've got audio that's missing those files like I have. You want to get a free app called Music Brains Picard. And all you do is you drop your audio into this app, you click scan, and what it will do is go off, scan the internet, do an acoustics, sorry, an audio fingerprint of your file, and then you can simply drag and drop the, the track on the left to the CD on the right. So if it's come up with, say, four versions of the... So you've got a song and it comes up on four CDs. You might have a live and unplugged or extra special edition remastered deluxe version. You can drag those files into the right album, click save, and job is a good one. And it works really, really well because I did all of this before I put all my music up to Google uh, Play. And then Google Play decided, no, that's not the right title. Here, let me take care of that. And best of all, it's a free download. So go and give that a try. If you've got audio files that are, you know, that are your own or maybe not, and you want to cure yourself of your OCD addiction for tagging all things audio. Well, chaps, I think we've got a show. 
So all that reminds me, all that remains for me to do is say once again, thank you for doing the show the other week when uh, I was off doing an Ironman. No, I wasn't doing an Ironman. I was doing the baby Ironman, but I can't quite do the swimming because I've still got a bad shoulder, but I don't like to tell anyone and everyone about it. So thank you for stepping in. Gentlemen, how can we get a hold of you if people should want to hashtag pie horse to you? I'll go first then, shall I? Cool. Yeah. So uh, you can get me uh, get me on Twitter at Womblefoot. And don't forget, you can use the hashtag piehorse at Womblefoot. And Mr. Madden? <laughs> get me on Twitter at Claw0101. Although I'm not on it much lately. And you can get hold of me via the website, essentialapple.com. If you want to follow me personally, I'm at Ocean Speed. Or follow the website so you'll be notified the moment that the show goes live. Uh, and any other stories that we post on the website we have been a little bit behind on the schedule but there was a very very good reason for that I promise you so again that's essentialapple.com get us on the Facebook the Twitter and the Google Plus and gentlemen thank you very much for turning up we'll see you next week cheers all cheerio